You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter, though, more importantly, at Locked On Royals. So on today's show, I want to talk about the Wonder Kid again, Bobby Witt Jr., who is making a ton of headlines So far in spring training, he just keeps chugging along and keeps performing at a high clip. For this conversation, it's kind of evolved into a should they call him up, should they not call him up type of ordeal. I think that we can all agree, while this is incredibly fun and incredibly awesome to watch Bobby Witt Jr. play this way in spring training and even pairing it again with his summer camp last year, where he's dominating Danny Duffy and, and battling with Danny Duffy and playing really well at Kaufman. And then again, in the exhibition games against the Astros and Cardinals playing really well. While it's important to, to couple all that together and, and realize how good he's been and the sky's the limit for this 20 year old. At the end of the day, he's only played in the Arizona fall league. He's 20 years old. You don't want to, you don't want to really risk a year of service time for his 20-year-old season, and then lose him at 26. The cruel reality is, no matter that this ownership group has been phenomenal to this point, for a shortstop to be as good as what Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be, if you if you buy into Bobby Witt Jr., typically the odds say, and you have to operate with the odds at this point, baseball is all about odds, the odds say he's going to be too expensive for a market like Kansas City. Now, maybe this new ownership group can change that, but but for now, you have to operate with those kind of thoughts in mind. And so you don't trade off a year of service time when he's 20 years old, and then that would accelerate the timeline to him being a free agent at 26, right? So you don't want to trade that service time. You also want to get him more seasoning in the minors just because he's 20 years old. He's never been there. Again, he's only been to the Arizona Fall League. But that does not mean that he can't come up this year. I don't think he'll be on the opening day roster for all that reasoning. But even though I don't think that he'll be there, I do think that if he carves up in the minor leagues, he can be in the majors this season at 20 years old. And then Kansas City will finally have their version of a superstar. Kansas City will finally have their version of Tatis or finally have their Bryce Harper, finally have their their eye-catching player, finally have their guy. Again, go back to those championship teams. Hosmer was our guy. Moose was our guy in Kansas City. But Moose and Hosmer and Locaine and Perez, they were respected for sure. They were respected around baseball. But they were not these earth-shattering talents that you just couldn't keep your eye off of. Bobby Witt Jr., as I said a year ago, will be the Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City in baseball. He'll be on the other side of the parking lot and you'll have two of the most dynamic athletes in their sports. That's what you have to look forward to. He's going to be that kind of talent, a talent we have not seen in Kansas City in quite some time playing at Kauffman Stadium. 
it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome, but not right out of the gate. Here's the thing, though. I think if he carves it up in the minors for the first month, and I know that the AAA got delayed and some of the minor leagues got delayed, so it's going to be kind of tricky. If the Royals get off to a hot start, and wherever he's performing at, minor leagues, satellite camp, whatever it's going to be this year, if he's performing and the Royals are carving it up in the first half and they get off to a great start in April, which their schedule says that they should, right? Their schedule points to they're going to be good. Then you absolutely call up Bobby Witt Jr. at the end of April or at the beginning of May or at the middle of May. You call him up in that time frame and get your best team on the field. And you're looking around this lineup right now, and the lineup, it's been set since January. I mean, again, Dayton Moore, before this season started, before training camp started in spring training in Surprise, Arizona, before that started, he made that bold claim that our lineup is set. You know, everything's set, which is extremely rare for major league teams to have their lineup set before a single spring training game is played. But that's what Kansas City had. That's what they still have. The lineup, to me, has not changed at all yet. But that doesn't mean it can't, Right. You can like Nicky Lopez. I, I've been on board of a Nicky Lopez breakout season all last year. I was beating the drum for Nicky Lopez. I was upset whenever he wouldn't play. I believe in Nicky Lopez. But as much as I believe in Nicky Lopez, that's not a Bobby Wood Jr. You know, stopper right there. That's not a guy who stops a transcendent talent. Let's call a spade a spade here. Good little player. Plays amazing defense. Should have won the gold glove last year. And in my personal record book, Nicky Lopez won the gold glove last year. He was the best defensive second baseman last year without question in the American League. But even with that, he is not better than Bobby Wood Jr. And he does not have the experience or the talent required to hold up and hold back a top 10 prospect in Major League Baseball in Bobby Witt Jr. He's not a stopper for him. He's not a roadblock for him. So if this team performs really well, then you'll see Bobby Witt Jr. allow them to continue to make that push because this team wants the playoffs. And we can go back and forth all day long about the, if this team can make the playoffs. I still think that the expectation level should be a competitive baseball team that is 500 and is third place in the division and you have a chance to win every single night. That's my hope, dream, and expectation for Kansas City. Their hopes are the playoffs. And Danny Duffy, Danny Duffy mentions that the, the confidence level of this team is that of the 2014-2015 teams. And from the way that they talk to the media, the way that they carry themselves, it, it seems that way, just watching them from afar. So to bolster that roster in May would be a great deal. And it doesn't have to be, of course, Nicky Lopez going down. It can be that you part ways with Hansler Alberto. But either way, neither one of those guys are going to stop Bobby Witt Jr. from becoming the next superstar or getting called up this year if he's ready. Goes back to if he's ready. And then in the future, look, Carlos Santana is about 50 years old. I like the signing of Santana. I praised the signing of Santana. I think that he provides... Uh, something for this lineup that they haven't had, which is a guy that can get on base and a guy that, that can consistently get on base at an elite clip. But the guy's 34 years old. He's 34 years old. He's not going to be in baseball forever. And even if he performs, you know, the, this two-year deal and you know he, he completes the two-year deal with Kansas City, at the end of that, Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be 22, 23 years old. 
You're going to move Dozier from third to first whenever Santana's gone. We'll put Bobby in, in third, and, and you know, we'll have Nicky Lopez at second or whoever, and uh, Minus at short, and that can be your infield. There's always ways to get Witt Jr. into the lineup. There's, he's that kind of talent to where you'll shuffle around anything possible to get him into the lineup. But for this specific year, there's absolutely a pathway for Bobby Witt Jr. to be in the lineup. If you've got to sit down Nicky Lopez or Hanson Alberto, you've, you, then you've got to do it. Because I, I believe that the defensive drop-off, I think that there will be a defensive drop-off. Let's say that first. I love Bobby Wood Jr.'s glove. I think that he's made some really good plays in the field, both, again, summer camp and spring training this year. But it's not that of Nicky Lopez. But I think that the, the drop-off defensively is minor. It's just, it's minuscule. It's it's splitting hairs to find the, the drop-off for Lopez to wit in the field. At the plate, the difference is vast. You can clearly tell Bobby Witt Jr. is a superior player at the plate. So he can take over that second base spot. And then you have an infield this year of then Salvador Perez at catcher, Carlos Santana at first, Bobby Witt Jr. next to him at second base, Mondesi at short, hopefully having a breakout year, Hunter Dozier at third, hopefully having a bounce back all-star type year. That's a really good infield. Both defensively, I think, because I still believe in Hunter Dozier's ability at third base, and offensively, if those things come to fruition, if Santana has a bounce back, if Mondesi and Dozier have a bounce back, and if Bobby Witt Jr. is who we think he is, that's a good offensive lineup as well in the infield. So there is a way for Bobby Witt Jr. to be up here in Kansas City and, and in this lineup, even though it's kind of set right now. I mean, I think that Kansas City has one of the more predictable lineups in Major League Baseball. You kind of know what you're going to get, but it can easily be shaken up for the sake of a top 10 prospect in baseball, without question. So we'll talk about that some more and what's happening around baseball for Kansas City, including Danny Duffy's rough outing. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. It is Built Bar March Madness. That's right. Conference tournaments are going on right now. The NCAA tournament is right around the corner. So is Built Bar March Madness. And we've been telling you about Built Bars all the time now for quite some time. They are the very best tasting protein bars on the market Built Bar has an amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber taste. Built Bar uh, protein bars are 100% chocolate on all bars on the outside. But it's now time to see which Built Bar is the absolute very best Built Bar. For me, my personal favorite is cookies and cream. So I hope that we can make a collective push to get that the end-all, be-all Built Bar champion. But for today, the matchups are German chocolate and salted caramel, as well as mocha love and birthday cake. I am going with birthday cake in that matchup and then German chocolate in the first matchup to get this started off right in the first round. Now, the German chocolate salted caramel action, that is a tough coin flip for me. It can go either way. And I host Locked on Thunder as well, so I have to do these uh, thoughts for both shows. And that one, that spent I spent a lot of time on that one. I spent a lot of time debating and contemplating which way to go because they're just so good. Birthday cake was a clear winner for me. Birthday cake is incredible. And in every I love birthday cake, the cake itself. I, I love the birthday cake protein bar. I love birthday cake ice cream. I love everything about birthday cake. So that's a clear winner. But now the salted caramel and the German chocolate cake, that that one was tough. I love German chocolate cake, but I also love caramel. And I love the, the, the taste of that caramel with the chocolate on the outside. It makes that protein bar that's so good for you. It tastes kind of like a Milky Way bar. So that's a big deal because I love Milky Way bars. It was a tough call. You only get the vote to, to send these bars to the next round, and I've got to back the horse of German chocolate cake. Let me know who you're backing, and also do not forget to vote yourself 
go to builtbar.com or go to at built underscore bar on Twitter. Remember to use our promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. I want to tell you about our good friends over at the Locked On Today podcast. There was a lot of player movement around the NFL on Tuesday. Who were the winners? Who were the losers? Check it out on the Locked On Today podcast. Get more of the sport news you need in less time with the new Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast from. Seriously, there was a time in my life in, in middle school and high school, I knew every single player in every single league. I knew all the transactions. I knew everything that was happening. But as you get older, you know, I'm at college now. I've got a day job in sports information at a Division II university. I've got these two podcasts I do every single day. There's not enough time to keep up with everything that's going on from division two sports to division one sports to, you know, MLB basketball. I've got, I've got everything spread out to where I need these kind of debriefings each morning from Peter Bukowski to let me know what happened in the NFL, what's going on outside of Kansas city. What was the player movements? Even what were they even at with the player movements who even moved, but also who won those transactions and who, and who lost those transactions. So lockdown today was perfect today. I was brewing my cup of coffee, listening to Peter Bukowski, uh, tell me all that happened in the NFL and uh, getting to form my own my own opinions on that. Otherwise, I'd kind of be lost on what's happening outside of baseball and basketball right now. So it's, it's a great tool. Locked on Today podcast anywhere you get your podcast from on the radio.com app or anywhere else. Look, the Royals got rocked yesterday. Danny Duffy at least got rocked yesterday. He gives up five of the six runs in yesterday's contest. Uh, the offense tried to make it better uh, you know, later on in that contest, but Duffy was struggling. It's hard to evaluate anything in spring training, especially whenever most of these games aren't televised and yesterday's game was not televised at all. So, you know, you're kind of relying on not only the radio, but you're not able to see or even know what the players' motivations are. So like Danny Duffy, here's a guy who knows he has a spot on the roster without question. He's, you know, kind of firm in that at age 32 He's not going out there with the intense purpose of shutting down a lineup. Now, he probably does not want to give up six runs either, but he might go out there and, and focus on just simply his curveball or his slider or his changeup or fastball or whatever new pitch he wants to work on. He might go out there with that intention more so than getting hitters out. So it's, it's hard to evaluate spring training. Obviously, not the kind of game you would want from Danny Duffy. Uh, Tyler Zuber comes in. He gives up one run, one hit. And two walks, not the sharpest from Zuber, uh, but again, he's a young guy that I really believe in. Now, Irvin Santana had a nice bounce back. He goes two innings, one hit, one strikeout. That was all the damage done to him. Holland goes in there, gets a clean strikeout and a clean inning of work. And then Kyle Zimmer, he does walk two batters, but he is able to get out of it unscathed. Look, it was fun to watch this team, or listen to the team play, I guess, because he didn't get to watch it, but, but I don't take too much from it. I think that Duffy's not going to change, obviously, his spot in the rotation. I think that Zuber still has a, a fighter's chance to make it in the bullpen. I don't see Santana making this team. I think Holly and Zimmer will make this team, obviously, and they went a nice way of, of doing that, I guess, in, in this game. Uh, but, again, pitchers are hard to take from, and hitters are even hard to take from as well. Uh, but Bobby Witt Jr. got another base hit in this game. He struck out one time. He did get another start and another leadoff spot uh, ahead of Benatendi. He was kind of struggling a little bit at the plate, but it's just kind of, eh, you know, it's spring training. He might be hitting 
a buck 54 right now. But on the other hand, if he was hitting 600, we'd all be saying it doesn't matter until April 1st. So we'll see what happens come April 1st. Now, Perez is still swinging a hot stick. He's batting 400 with two home runs and three RBIs and 15 ABs this spring, picking up where he left off last year. It's a lot easier to, to hit and surprise Arizona. It's why you are seeing guys like Ryan O'Hearn and Ryan McBroom every single year have good springs. So you don't want to read too much into it, but it is good to see that success repeat itself for Salvador Perez in this season. So the Royals will, of course, play again today on Wednesday, and this game will be on television, so that's a lot of fun. We get to watch the Royals actually play with our own set of eyeballs. And in this game, it will be Brad Keller on the bump for Kansas City. Drod Dyson makes his debut back with Kansas City ahead of Andrew Benatendi, Alberto Mondesi, Jorge Soler, Michael A. Taylor, Rhino Hearn, Alberto, and Sebastian Rivero with Nicky Lopez rounding things out. So a few regulars in there for sure. I mean, Benatendi, Mondesi, Soler, Taylor, and Lopez will be in there as well. That'll be fun to watch for moving forward. And again, Brad Keller on the bump, hoping to get some... Uh, trajectory or get some momentum heading into this year. I would expect Keller to be the opening day starter, but we'll see where things land. I'm sure they're going to announce that here in a couple weeks because we're getting ever so close to April 1st. Mike Miner goes tomorrow for Kansas City. That game will also be televised on Fox Sports Milwaukee. Then they get the day off Friday, and then they play against Saturday and Sunday. The Sunday game at night at 8.05 will be on uh, Sports Night LA or whatever SN's called, SNLA. I think it's called Sports Night or Sports Net or something. Sports Net. Sports Night was an old show about you know that television sports or something. It was like an old sitcom about sport anchors, I think, or something like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's called Sport Net LA, if you care. Uh, that'll only be found, of course, on the MLB.tv if you have that package. Also, I'm sure it'll be on MLB Network because I don't think there's any other night games on Sunday night, so they'll probably have to pick up the Dodgers and the Royals. But this is going to be an exciting year for Kansas City. It really is, and I, I just cannot wait for it to get started this season. Again, the expectation level for the players has been the postseason, but the, the beautiful thing about that is that the expectation for fans should be simply competitiveness, like, like simply being competitive every single night and trying to win every single night and not getting blown out and having a puncher's chance at the wild card as Mahomes is starting up spring training or training camp. That's going to be my barometer. I want this team to be relevant whenever the Chiefs return to St. Joe or wherever they're going to hold uh, training camp this year. I want at that time for Kansas City to still be competitive and playing good basketball, or good baseball, I should say. I hope they aren't playing good basketball, but good baseball. Then anything more than that is a great cherry on top, but it all starts with April. I cannot stress enough how important April will be for this ball club. April can be the difference in the playoffs and being a losing team again. April can be the difference in everything. They have to have a strong April. Their schedule sets up to where they should have a strong April, and it will be a lot of fun watching them. Coming up, I'm going to get to some news around Major League Baseball, but first I want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline even has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up today. Head over to their website or even use your mobile device to sign up today. BetOnline.ag, whenever you do, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with a promo code locked on. So betonline.ag, promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportbook 
experts. I use them every single day to bet on the NBA action. Baseball's ramping up. We'll start betting on over-unders, and we'll start betting on preseason awards, and we're start going to bet on all these different things and every single Royals game even. So we'll, we're going to be using it a lot. So bet online today, G, promo code locked on 50%. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. We're back on Locked On Royals. I want to tell you about our good friends over at the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Fantasy Baseball Addicts, you now have a new resource to help give you the advantage in your leagues. Locked On Fantasy Baseball is a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cluen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins, season-long fantasy dynasty leagues and DFS locks on fantasy basketball covers at all. I believe DSF DFS is daily fantasy sports. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcast from, including the Radio.com app. I'm going to use Locked On Fantasy Baseball to get prepared for the Locked On MLB uh, fantasy league that we're all in as hosts of uh, Locked On MLB channels uh, or Locked On MLB teams. I'm going to use that to get me prepared, so use it to get you prepared for your drafts as well. Real quick, I'm going to touch on the Rangers, and they make no sense to me. Texas in general makes no sense to me, uh, but the Rangers announced today that opening day, the home opener for the Rangers, which of course is not the opening day, because on the opening day, April 1st, the Rangers will be in Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City to take on the Royals, but on the Rangers' home opener, they will have... On April 9th, mind you, like it's not that far away, April 9th against the Padres in Arlington, they will have a 100% crowd capacity, 100% capacity on April 9th. But here's the kicker, though. Here's the kicker. 100% capacity April 9th, but guess what? April 10th and all throughout the rest of April and May, yeah, we're going to scale it down for social distancing purposes. Social distancing purposes, after you just have a free-for-all on April 9th, we're all going to go back in the shadows April 10th? Make up your mind here. What are we going to do? And that's why I commend Kansas City for being a respectable organization that wouldn't dare do something this stupid. It's stupid to have 100% capacity on April 9th. Everyone should agree that is stupid. It's also stupid to go ahead and do the 100% capacity April 9th, but then April 10th say, oh, you know what? We care about COVID. Let's go ahead and social distance here. That's not true at all. You don't care about COVID. You just had 50,000 people in your stadium. What do you mean you care about COVID? COVID? It doesn't make any sense. What are we doing? It's idiotic. It is idiotic to have 100% capacity opening day, but then the next day, never mind. We can't do it. So does COVID itself, and now we're learning new things about this virus every single day. Does COVID itself understand that it's opening day, therefore it will not infect people? It'll be like, okay, you know what, guys? It's opening day. Let's take a break here. Don't go infecting the Texans who go to Globe Life Field Park 2032 Junior Senior Residency. That park has had 15,000 names, and they've all been the same iteration of Globe Life. But don't, don't infect anyone at Globe Life, right? Because it's opening day. Now, tomorrow... We're back in action, so they better be social distancing. But for opening day, we're going to take the day off. That's not how any of this works. That's not how any of this works at all. But that's Texas for you. That's what they do down there. They're crazy. But again, a huge shout-out to Kansas City for not being a dumb organization like the Texas Rangers.
Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on the Lockdown Rose Podcast.